All right, guys, welcome back. I'm I'm your host, Blake, and you're listening to the Weekend Recap. Uh, you can catch us every Monday at 7 here on Real Country 102.1, The Outlaw, and on WAUC 1310 Wachula. You can always listen live from anywhere on 102.1, theoutlaw.com. And while you're at it, go ahead and find us on the week, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search the weekend recap and, uh, stay up to date on the latest entertainment and news from around the leagues. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Great American Florida Promotions. Uh, Max and his crew has a gun show coming up in Lakeland. Uh, that's going to be July 16th and 17th. Uh, that's going to be 9 to 5 on Saturday and 10 to 3 on Sunday. So if you're in the market for a gun like I am, make sure you stop in and check out their inventory. Uh, this July, the Great American Florida Gun Show will be in Lakeland, Avon Park, and Port St. Lucie. So make sure to check out their website at greatamericanfloridapromotions.com for dates and locations near you. Now, let's go ahead and get the introductions going. I want to introduce you guys again to the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Crouch. We got him on the mic today. Uh, we also have uh, Yusuf the Guru Khan. He is, again, the great Khan is gracing us with his uh, his love for the Tampa Bay Lightning and some, uh, was it a long night for you there, Yusuf? I, I know it was a long night for me. Yeah, if you, uh, if you guys hear some crying in the background, uh, <laughs> just don't pay attention to that. <laughs> it's been a long night. <clears throat> Look, man, that was... Uh, that was a heck of a series. It really was. It definitely did not go the way we wanted it to go. But uh, these guys absolutely just played the very last of what they had. And, you know, these guys, you can carry these guys out on the shield. I mean, Stamkos, the way he put his shoulder into that McKinnon guy. I mean, tell me this guy didn't want to win it. I mean, he gave everything he had just to check this guy. I mean, it was it was nice to see. <laughs> but... Uh, how you feeling, man? You know, like you're saying, you know, they gave it their all. Uh, I think a few players and the coach mentioned it yesterday, Cooper, that, you know, the amount of injuries that that piled up and that they had played through and were not 100%, um, you know, that's all you can really ask for, that a team gives it its all, and they went over that. So uh, not necessarily mad. At the end of the day, on mid Colorado was just, you know, the younger, probably fresher, team you got to take into consideration what tampa's been through in the last three years they won two stanley cups and went through you know a few long series seven game series with the uh with the leafs they swept florida and then they get another six game series with the rangers that's going to take a toll you know fatigue mentally the injuries pile up just from playing so many games i think they played over 70 playoff games and another thing you got to consider is we haven't had normal seasons i think you know, October 2020 is when they uh, – two years ago is when they did the, the bubble playoffs. And then last year was sort of a weird year. So it's really been condensed season. So it's none like uh, any in really NHL history. So, no, give, it would have been nice to get a three-peat, have that uh, dynasty title. But yeah. I can't blame them. I mean, what, what do you think about three and four? Do, do you think there there's a chance this team stays <laughs> together to, to make another run and – uh give me other heart palpitations <laughs> through the NHL playoffs. Yeah, I think most of the core guys will be back. Of course, there's a few free agents. I think Pilat is, so he might I mean, he's he was a real key piece this year, but I don't know if they'll be able to keep him. Um I think like what Chris has been alluding to, they they might have to get rid of Corey Perry because that guy's what lost three out of 
He's what lost three finals in a row. He's bad luck. <laughs> oh no! I mean, he's good enough to get you there, but uh, do you trade him at the end of the season? I mean, it's, we, we got to think about the long run here. I mean, he's going to look really good come playoff time for somebody. <laughs> we'll, we'll trade him to Colorado. Trade him to Colorado. <laughs> Man, look, it's. Uh, I was listening to some interviews and reading some things on ESPN and. Uh, they're talking about Vasilevsky and game two. They're up there in Denver. And this guy sitting there talking about it, I was like, man, I was just tanked. I had nothing in me going into that game. And he, they're talking about the altitude and just how fatigued everybody felt going into that game. And I, I think the way that they were able to sweep the Predators and the in uh, Edmonton, the, this younger team was able to actually get fresh legs under them. You know, that, that layoff we had there in, uh, when we – Swept the Panthers. We, that was what, nine games? It, it looked like we were stuck in the mud. I mean, that was like me driving home from being a mechanic. Oh, man, I had to warm my hips up. <laughs> I'm like an old Buick, man. We, hey, wait a minute. I got to warm up before we start moving again. And that that's just kind of how they played after their layoff. So it's, I think the, the age gap between the teams definitely was uh, pretty apparent in this series. Yeah, you know, like in that last period of the game six, like they could only get a handful of shots. Oh my God. All they have to do is tie the game with one goal, but they can't even get a they can't even get shots on goal. Look, I'm sitting there screaming. I'm like, why can't they get anything into to to the offensive zone? You know, they can't even make it past the neutral zone with these guys. And then I see the stat come across the lines, and they've only had two shots on goal. And I'm looking at the the clock. It was like 3.27 yeah. left on the clock. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean only three shots on goal? <laughs> it, it was so – I'm sorry, two shots on goal. I misspoke. But I, I couldn't believe it, man. It was – that defensive front there for Colorado was just dominating. I mean, these guys just couldn't push nothing past them. Yeah, you know, those two big factors, too, that, you know, probably would have made it a little closer and we might have actually even had a chance to win. It was <clears throat> our power play. Can, uh, we couldn't stop their power play for the most part, and they were killing ours a lot. Um, it seemed like our power play, whenever we got it, like, it never led to anything. So Look, they were just really good at that, killing those uh, power plays for us. And that, that was a huge difference in some of those games. What was it, uh, game five, where Colorado had uh... – more shots on goal shorthanded than we had that entire power play. I was so bad. I text Chris. I'm like, are you watching this? <laughs> but it's just, they got bullied out there, man. It was just either they couldn't keep their legs under them or these guys were just way more physical. But it was, uh, again, it was a good series to watch. Lord, it's been a, I think I was listening to Cooper before we pulled in here and he's sitting there talking about they haven't lost a playoff game since 2019. <laughs> or a playoff series. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's, uh, wow. that's a pretty impressive stretch, man. I mean, granted, you didn't get the three-peat, but this dynasty, if they could pull off three and four, man, I mean, you want to talk about just submitting a team in, in the folklore of the Stanley Cup world, man. It's a, it's a good team that we got here. I just, I'm, again, curious on how they're going to be able to pull all this stuff together. You know, who's going to stay, who's going to go. Look, there's this Jan Ruta guy that uh, got a goal in Game 5. I don't even know who this is. And he plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, I see some collateral damage, you know, and some, some loose baggage we can clean up on our end. But uh, I would really like to see this core group stay back together. You know, Steven Stamkos, it's 
we, we criticized a guy back and forth, but I, I wouldn't want to see him anywhere else but here in Tampa. But. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, the three Stanley Cups in a row, but it's it's even more prolonged than that. I think they made, like, um, you know, six out of the last eight Eastern Conference Finals, and they made four out of the last eight Stanley Cup Finals. So, and, you know, more, a lot of the key guys, like the Kucherovs and Stamkos and Vassie got in the fold and uh, a lot. These guys have been with the team for years and years, had men, so, you know, they, they're not too old. I think they can still make another run. We'll see if they can get like a young guy coming up. And, you know, of course, Point was injured too for yeah. you know most of the playoffs. So that, that definitely hurt. So Lord we'll Cooper see. was out there saying Point shouldn't have played till September. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, this team, man. They, they really went out there and just got carried out on their shields, man. That's all I can say. They, they put everything they could out there on that ice. And again, the way Stamkos, I mean, I love the slow motion view of this hit that he puts on McKinnon. And you just look at him. McKinnon's just physically bigger than this guy. And he just, he might as well have been Marshawn Lynch out there. I mean, he just completely trucked this dude on skates. I mean, <laughs> it was the most graceful collision I've ever seen in my life, and it was fantastic. <laughs> I wanted to get uh, Chris's viewpoint, you know, how did the uh, <clears throat> lightning sort of retool for another long playoff run is there something that you see that they could uh improve upon or do you think the the dynasty sort of done or what what are your thoughts <clears throat> well first off get rid of Corey perry um, <laughs> i can't i can't stand him i mean any any predators fan will be you know will understand exactly what i'm thinking oh what talking about but um no i mean it's like you were saying i mean You've you've went through you've went to three finals and you got to think about it. The more you play all the way into June and close to July and everything else, they're going to turn around and the new season's going to start here in a couple of months. So I mean, you don't really <laughs> know, get right? it. You, yeah, you, you don't really get an off season. You don't really in in. I think I think that's kind of overlooked about what the Lightning have done is that <clears throat> you know they sit there and they've been able to do this for three years in a row with. The schedule being crazy and and you know playing deep into the playoffs, going into the cup, and then turning around a couple months later, doing it all over again. And it's not just going through the motions during the season; they're actually like putting it on people during the season and and putting themselves in a good positions to get home ice and things like that. And <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I just I don't I think yes with any of them if if you can keep the core guys then I think they have a good shot to make another deep run. It's it's like y'all were talking about, though. I mean, they got to the point to where, you know, I think the Rangers series took a little more out of them than what they thought. And then game one and then game one and two had to go up and face that altitude. And I think is a I think is is no joke. So, I mean. Yeah, they went uh, to recovery mode with a respirator on. <laughs> you know, welcome to Colorado after a seven game every, series. Six everybody game had series. oxygen mask on at, at, at intermission. <laughs> Jesus, man, man, look, you're, you're telling me there's not an oxygen bar up there in Colorado? I mean, they, they <laughs> it's the Mount High, man. I'm sure they got a hookah bar and a everything bar up in that place. So it's uh, <laughs> uh it's just sad to see it in. You know, it's like you guys are saying though. The Corey Perry curse might be real. I mean, this might be 
worse than the Madden curse. <laughs> but uh, with it, the uh, I, if they could add some youth to this lineup, you know, yeah. that, that's what seems yeah. for me to these. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love an old dog in the fight, but uh, you could tell they were wore out, man. And it just it, it was sad to see it to come down to that. You know, I don't want to call it conditioning. It's just father time is undefeated. <laughs> well, that too. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say they have a few pieces they can work with. Like, I think Hagel is a pretty young guy, maybe like 23 or so. So, um, you know, get them more involved and stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll see what they, those younger guys can do. I know they've traded a few of them, and they've obviously had to let a few of them go over the years, um, like Coleman and stuff. And Yanni Gordon, you know, if you had those kind of guys right now, what a difference that could have made this year. Look, that, all I know is the NHL offseason gives me anxiety just simply because who's not going to be on the team? <laughs> you know, where, who's going where in free agency? You know, who's getting traded? Who's doing what? And when I was watching the season develop at the beginning of this season, you just saw all the transactions and the moves. I was like, man, are they going to be able to keep this team together from last year? You know, is this going to be the uh, the same team that we saw? But uh, clearly it was ish <laughs> but uh, it's uh yeah it's it was a good run man it really was i mean hat, hats off there to cooper and kucherov and stamkos i mean even it was as much grief as i got vasileski you know it's, it's uh like i said it wasn't well received on uh, on the internet uh calling them the uh the vagisil wedgie when he gave up six there against uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh on that end man it was it was a pretty. It was entertaining. Yeah, you know, they made me a fan. You know, I grew up a Predators fan, but you know, I had the same level of anxiety watching this game as I did watching a Predators <laughs> game. So it's uh, Tom's. You know, you guys have uh, your stock has risen. Won <laughs> 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 y'all out <laughs> this playoff series, uh, the Stanley Cup run. But uh, the the biggest thing I'm bummed out about is the uh, the no boat parade that's going to be happening this summer. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I was oh. thinking about the same. Like I've been thinking over the last two, three weeks. You know, when that, what date will that boat parade be? So I can, you know, oh, talk no. off. Uh, Look, you got some sick time to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris needs to to cash in some of them uh, frequent flyer miles and uh, make a trip to the next boat parade. But uh, Lord, we're 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 hoping on uh, the Rays or the Bucks to to pull us through on that one. But uh, we'll get into those guys a little bit later. Uh man, how do you guys think the uh off season's gonna shape up? I mean the the Panthers, are these guys gonna be able to reload and make another run? Uh are the Predators with all the ownership changes, are these guys gonna be focused enough to pull something together? Because clearly we're missing something and it wasn't Corey Perry this season. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's uh how do you guys feel this is gonna shape up for these teams? The the Panthers got a new coach, right? Then they fire the the other coach did oh, they one. my goodness yeah, i'm about to look back into coach. this that's uh ooh. tell me more about it let me get this thing pulled up here let's see what they got here on the good interweb <laughs> yeah i just remember seeing some headline that you know the the panthers got a new coach so maybe that's what they needed some new blood um you know new direction um i think his name is paul maurice uh so 55 year old <clears throat> So he just got introduced last week. So, um, wow. Paul Maurice, yeah. man, I missed this one. So we'll, uh, 
we'll have to dive into this. I mean, it's this completely changes the whole dynamic there. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't even know who this guy is. I mean, is this a defensive-minded guy? Is this a guy that uh, is this an offensive-driven guy? We'll, we'll find out. But uh, there's big news there. I mean, Lord, everything's changing on the other side. But uh, Tampa at least is. Hopefully staying consistent. I don't want to see any big moves like this going on over here in Tampa. Jesus, man. <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, uh, Paul Maurice. At least that's an easy name to say. Good God. That's the one yeah. thing about the Stanley Cup Finals and the, the playoffs. Uh, I have uppercutted my teeth with my tongue so many times trying to pronounce these names. <laughs> but uh, uh, Shesterkin was easily my favorite. <laughs> uh, what was that guy on the Rangers? I, for, I forgot the, the winger. Was it Janabout or something? Oh, God, yeah. I don't even know that one. But I'd, like I said back then, I'm way too Caucasian for that name. <laughs> There's no way I'm going down that one. <laughs> well, it looks like he's a pretty experienced starting in Hartford in 95, two seasons and then you know they re, uh, relocated to carolina and then he coached toronto for two seasons returned to carolina and then spent nearly nine years as a coach in winnipeg before stepping down there in december so he's definitely got the experience factor so yeah you know, and he's played for some pretty decent teams i mean i'm not playing yeah. the coach for him so i mean look that that's not a bad lineup to have on your resume you know toronto i mean it's it's yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, I I hope to see another good run. I mean, it's it's surprising to see a coach get fired the year that you have a uh, you win the President's <laughs> Cup. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. I thought it was weird when Ken Winsenhut got fired or not Ken Winsenhut, Lord. Mike Malarkey got fired after making the playoffs. It's like, well, uh, sorry, bud. <laughs> it's, that's uh not very common. That's the new world, you know. Coach, uh, Coach O for uh, LSU wins a title in uh, what twenty nineteen, a few oh, no. seasons ago, and he's already gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. It's because he couldn't read the resume. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could understand what he was saying. You know what? It, it, he reminded me of the guy off of Waterboy. Yeah, you know, yes. it's. Uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he's about as cross-eyed as it got. And just the battle. <laughs> I think it was Bobby Boucher, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't Bobby Boucher. I could understand him. There was this guy oh, with a mullet. Oh, guy, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. oh, God, he, he wore overalls. It's, yeah, the name's eluding me. But it was good show, good movie. If you haven't seen that one, I highly suggest The Waterboy. Any Adam Sandler movie, by the way. You know, it, I think it was the, the character Rob Schneider played, right? Well, he was one of them. Let's see, what was the coach's no, name? No, it was the um, it was the guy who Farmer played, Fred uh, was that his name? Let's see. It was yeah. I I I, I want to say it was something like that. Yeah, he was uh he was definitely a character. Let's see. Yep, Farmer Fred. So <laughs> it's uh every time I think of him, I think of the scene where he's you know got his hat on, but his overall straps are off, and he's pulling on his nipple rings. Yes, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, like I said, it's a classic. I mean, anything Adam Sandler was in back in the early 2000s was just gold. <laughs> Either that or my brain cells are too far gone, and it was great. <laughs> but you, you, speaking of brain cells, uh, I think some Florida Gator fans are about to lose their brain cells over what's going on with the NIL, man. It's uh, Yusuf and Chris kind of touched on this throughout the weekend, but... Uh, 
Could you imagine walking up and be like, hey, I've got an $11 million contract I want to offer you. And the guy goes, nah, I'm good. I'm going to take this $9 million one, $9 million contract and uh, take my talents to South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he straight up pulled a LeBron James on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, we play yeah, all the Florida yeah. Gator football games and basketball games. So it's, uh, I know we've got a lot of fans that listen into it, but. That just does not sit well with what this coaching staff and recruiting staff <laughs> is able to put together. I mean, again, I had to consult Wikipedia on who Billy Napier was. And Wikipedia was like, <laughs> I don't know. Check Google. <laughs> so it's, uh, I don't think it's helping their recruiting efforts. What do you guys think on that one? Yeah, I mean, it was a big miss for Florida. Uh, you know, he was a, a good kid. You know, these NIL deals are just getting bigger, especially for the QBs. So he's a top five QB, top 50 player, you know, borderline five star. And, uh, you know, almost every school was after him and came down to Miami and Florida. And like you said, Miami offered, you know, a package worth about 9.5 million. Florida gets about 11 million and you know he chose Miami and then I guess he had a better connection I guess with the coaches um I saw a little press conference he had about it and uh, you know the offensive coordinator Gattis of course the head coach uh Cristobal maybe he just didn't get that same connection with Florida so you know maybe he thought he would be more successful and you know parlay into the NFL draft and stuff like that so you know, for a 17, 18-year-old kid, you know, I think, you know, $9.5 million is uh, still a lot of money. So, <laughs> it is, man. It uh, is. Out, right? I mean, especially, you know, years past, you know, maybe they were getting something under the table, but nothing in six figures, I would think, for the most part. So, yeah, you know, you want a business decision, and uh, I'm sure Florida fans are not happy about that. Look, I, I don't understand why colleges haven't gone to this beforehand think of the potential sponsor lineups with these colleges you know hey this college is sponsored by nike you come play for us be one of our top athletes you've got a nike scholar you know you got yourself a nike contract <laughs> you know you got you, you some hardware some shoes some something out there with your name on it. it it's it's completely changed the landscape man it's uh tennessee these guys are looking good yep. with their recruiting class uh Alabama, they're, they're Alabama's Alabama. We're going to complain about it, but we're going to be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's really going to separate some uh, some colleges that have some deep funds and some deep roots, man. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, if these players have deals like this, especially these marquee guys, why leave early for the NFL draft? If you're making, like, $5 million a year in college and you can just chill and play, like, you know, 11, 12 games instead of going into NFL season. Why not just come back another year and, you know, enjoy college life, get a degree? Oh, no, and uh, still bank it, you know? <laughs> a lot of these people that get drafted don't make it past their first contract, you know? Yeah. And to know that you can ride out your college career, get a college degree, and make millions doing it, you're probably going to see a huge decline in the athlete going to uh, – to the NFL, I mean, as far as the, the quality, I won't say quality of play, but just the, the level of athlete. You know, these guys are going to be like, hey, I got my money, I'm not hurt, and I'm set for life. You know, almost wonders if the NCAA is going to rival the NFL <laughs> for, for supremacy at this point. But uh, I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, college traditionalists. You know, that's the only 
real competition because these kids are playing for something, you know. And uh, then you got the people that just love the level of athleticism that you get with the pro leagues. But uh, really curious on how all this stuff's going to play out, you know. Yeah, there's nothing set in stone, so it's yet to be determined. And, you know, we still don't know what's going to happen with conferences. And do we have a bigger playoff? College football is in a real transition, and it can go a number of ways. It can either, you know, rise to the top or it gets split off like the SEC and the other major conferences. So next five, ten years will be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, I, I just I'm curious how it's going to – I mean, we're just talking football. You know, even the basketball landscape, you know, yes. is Duke and all these other traditions. I mean, Duke, Lord, Duke's going to be changing completely. But, you know, all these other traditional schools where you have just this huge following, is it still going to have the same meaning when all these dollars come into play? You know, are we going to see a decline in Duke? Are we going to see a decline in North Carolina simply because say Appalachian state had deeper pockets and <laughs> was able to, to pull a, uh, an LA Lakers or a, a New York Yankees move on everybody and just kind of out buy everybody. And, you know, the NBA is sort of preparing for this and we'll touch on the draft coming up later, but they already actually have a, like a G league team designated for like the kids that don't want to necessarily go to college. And those kids are actually drafted and, you know, there's a few of them in the first round. So yeah. they have that alternative where they're making money. They're playing pro bass, semi pro basketball already so the nba is sort of you know trying to uh rely just on the colleges they're doing their own thing yeah the uh god speaking of colleges look what's the name of this movie adam again i love adam sandler i didn't realize he was gonna be talking so much about movies today but uh he's got this new movie out uh was it the hustle adam oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and just to watch the uh the way all that works through the eyes of a scout and the weird thing is is how true this story was <laughs> you know yeah i really didn't follow basketball that well uh through my life but to see all this stuff play out and know that there's actually hey there's some actual real tone to this was pretty cool to see but uh that kind of touches on a little bit of one of these draft picks we'll touch into later but i, I, I kind of like how all that stuff ties together good segue for the uh the NBA draft coming up, but uh, guys, it's uh, NIL. It's these guys are they're going to oh. make so much money. Oh. I'm excited about the uh, the college football game coming back. I haven't played that game yeah. since everybody started complaining. It's uh, <laughs> you make a guy and you find yourself getting drafted. That was always fun, you know. And it, wouldn't you be able to take it from the NCAA game and take your drafted yeah. player over into Madden? The sophomore. There was so much fun with that back in the day. Yeah, so, I was just that. I think it's not coming out till next year, so we still have to wait another year. But yeah, excited. look, another year older. I think I can manage that. I don't know about my knees and my blood pressure, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, not being able to handle it, uh, we we got a a timer here, and we're up against the clock. So let me go ahead and uh, bounce us out to a break real quick. I give a uh, give a little love to our sponsor again. We got some gun shows coming up uh, here in Lakeland. Uh, avon park and again in port st Lucie. so make sure you guys stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back from a word from our sponsor
looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. Don't miss 2,000 Mules, the new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. What you're about to see is disturbing. The truth behind the 2020 election conspiracy. This mule went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. In no way is that legal. See the evidence for yourself. No one has more data than we do. What you showed is frightening. This is organized crime. 2,000 Mules. Watch it or buy it today at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. It's real Country. Country. 102.1. The Outlaw. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, this is Blake again. We're the weekend recap, and uh, we're, we're coming back at you. We we touched on it a little bit before the break. Uh, j- just, just the tip, you know. Uh, the NBA draft was this week, you know. The NHL I don't know. Maybe it's just in my eyes is a far superior league at this point, just simply for the amount of action and drama that happens. You know, and maybe it's just because I like physical sports. You know, UFC is king in my world. <laughs> but uh, to most, I won't say most. To me, I didn't quite realize the NBA draft was happening. Until the NBA draft was happening. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, what? you know, who are the magic picking tonight? You know, so, well, I figured we'll go ahead and circle back for all those that might have missed the NBA draft and let you know, hey, we got you here, bud. And we didn't know it either. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys see Orlando going the way they went with the first overall pick with uh, Paolo Benchero, or as the commissioner said, Bencaro? Uh, I would imagine at some point he'll get that all cleared up for us, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't see it at all. I'm a Magic fan, you know, just being a Central Florida guy, you know, this is the closest. I know, Miami's too much of a drive, man. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, all the, you know, mock drafts and stuff said, you know, they were going to pick the Auburn guy, Jabari um, Smith. And then Chet was it a go number two, and then you know this guy Apollo was it a go number three to Houston. I mean Orlando didn't even like bring him in for like an official visit to work out and interview him. They said later on that you know they they interviewed him. That this is a total shock. I'm not I'm not mad at not as mad. <laughs> I I picked him and just came out of nowhere because you know most people had him ranked as the third prospect. And, yeah. You know, don't get a number one pick. What prospect? Well, well, I mean, this dude's six foot ten. He's no slouch, so I mean, he, he's yeah, a big yeah. body, yeah, two hundred fifty pounds at that. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he's got a good frame to him. And oh, yeah. I don't know, man. He's just got that look about him. He just looks like a. I don't want to call him a dirty player, but he looks like he doesn't mind getting in there and just dogging it out with somebody. So I mean, I, I, I like the look and the swagger this guy has. No, he's definitely a you know he played Duke last year. Uh, you know, just a one and done. Oh, I know. A pedigree for point. sure, man, for sure. Uh, eight rebounds and three assists. So he's got some you know good numbers and stuff. Especially, 
Um, but the only thing I would say he's lacking that the other two guys might have better to play players or better defenders. Fourth Ed is, you know, over seven feet. And then Jabari Smith is a you know, better shooter and defender. So that was my only thing against him. But I think he can be fine um, in the long run. And, you know, you build up around him. You know, like if you saw a suit, wearing a purple suit, so he might be charismatic and stuff. But we just need a superstar at this point to build this. Look, I didn't. Uh... I didn't have a dog in the hunt here. You know, I, I've grown up a Memphis Grizzlies fan, but uh, I, I'm not mad about this pick. I mean, it, again, this dude was coached by Coach K. Uh, so you, granted, was it one year? Yes. <laughs> but you're you're to that level and that caliber to where you can be coached by Coach K. And, and again, just the size of this guy. I, I just, you know, it's, it's a big forward, man. I mean, 250 pounds, I mean, it's... You're going to be able to move around in the paint. You're going to be able to move around on the perimeter. I mean, I, I didn't watch Duke closely in the uh, the the season, so I don't know how well he is from mid-range and out there from three, but uh, as long as this dude can get in there and, and keep people in foul trouble and, and, you know, be able to drain them at the free throw line, it, it should be, you know, a solid, solid pickup. I mean, use that size. Use that to your advantage. Bang around in there, man. And, and what does they get? They get this... Uh, Caleb Houston guy, he's six foot eight. I mean, he's a smaller framed guy, two hundred five pounds, uh, out of Michigan. So, how would you uh, grade as a fan, Yusuf, how the uh, the Orlando Magic fared here? Um, I would give them a B plus. B plus. Um, if they were stuck on this guy, the only thing I would say is maybe just try to trade down one or two spots, and you know, get something back. So that's my only negative. If they're really in love with this guy, and. The other thing is, why not interview him, bring him in, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that was the only puzzling thing to me. Uh, you know, you're you're making the bank on this guy and you know, put a little more research to it, or at least. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be a care. Florida thing, man. Uh, other, <laughs> other people are, uh, you know, calling me out and like, Does Magic even care at this point, or they just pick it? <laughs> Look, <laughs> it, it was a magic trick. They they got to stay true to who they are. You know, smoke and mirrors, abracadabra, bibbity bobbity boop. <laughs> you yeah. know, Paulo Benchero, here we go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, speaking of trading back, man. Yeah, I mean, you touched on trading back, but my God, the Memphis Grizzlies were active. <laughs> they were absolutely active in the uh, the NBA draft, which for Tennessee fans in general, you know, watching the Titans trade up and down in the draft and you're watching the Memphis Grizzlies here, you know, they got four picks in the top 47. <laughs> it's uh, It was at least exciting to see. I mean, they get this Jake, uh, Lar- oh, God, how do you even say his name? Laravia? I mean, this dude's six foot eight. He's two hundred thirty-five pounds out of Wake Forest. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some tape on this guy. I, I don't know what we got in him, but we traded up for this guy, uh, David Roddy. You know, this dude's six foot three, two hundred fifty-two pounds. So you get a big body banging around. I mean, not too tall. I mean, I'm sorry, six five. See, this is why I need something. Didn't need glasses so bad. So, <laughs> but it, he's banging around in there. So hopefully, we can get some value in there. But what I did get excited to see was Kennedy Chandler. You know, he's not very big. He's only six foot tall at 171 pounds. Had they wanted to be specific on the 171, so, <laughs> so <laughs> he must have had an extra sock on or something. But it was it was good to see the Memphis Grizzlies pick this kid up. You know, he's a shooter. This guy is going to be able to move around and and make things happen. So I was 
excited to see this. Uh, Vince Williams, an, another name that uh, they traded up for. This dude's 6'6", 205 pounds uh, out of VCU. So, I mean, it's... I won't say... I can't say they got better. I mean, Kennedy Chandler, you know, you added somebody in there smaller than uh, John Morant, <laughs> you know, on a team there we looked like we suffered for size, you know. we the, When we traded back, you know, the 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 six foot eleven guy out of Auburn was drafted in our spot. So I mean it's it's I was really excited when I was reading through. I was like, oh Memphis tra- no wait, no, they traded back. We didn't get this guy. But man, <laughs> it's <laughs> I was so excited to think they added some height and something solid there in the middle. But uh no, they they definitely went the other way. No. Yeah, you know, they're gearing up. They got a solid team already, so I don't know how many of these four guys will actually make the team. So, But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just back numbers and, you know, see who uh, fits. And, uh, you know, going from there, you know, there may they might have been a John Morant injury from, you know, beating Golden State and possibly yeah. winning the title. So. Maybe this might be where off. the love is with Kennedy Chandler, you know. Is this going to be somebody that can, I won't say be John Morant, but, you know, mirror his play enough to get them over an injury. I mean, because for his size, John Morant plays physical. And that that's where he misses a lot of games. I mean, this dude goes in there and bangs in the paint, man. He's not afraid to go up and put somebody on a poster. And sometimes it's just a big dude smacking you back down. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, thank God Yao Ming ain't playing no more. This dude would smack him like a fly. But, I mean, it's so impressive to see somebody that small not be afraid to go up on these big guys. But, uh... One thing I didn't quite see coming, you know, maybe Miami is taking a trick out of the uh, the Magic's hat here, you know, no puns intended, but uh, this <laughs> Nola Jovic is uh, a name that had me scratching my head <laughs> for a first-round pick. Maybe I don't know Russian basketball well, <laughs> but uh, he played in Serbia. Dude, six foot eleven, you know, 235 pounds, so at least we're getting some height. Uh, at six foot eleven, two hundred thirty-five pounds doesn't mean you have a lot of weight, though. <laughs> he looked next to the commissioner, pretty bony man. So it's uh, hopefully they can get this guy in a uh, workout regiment and let his uh, muscles catch up to his frame here. Well, his name sounds a lot like you know Nikola Djokovic uh, for Denver. You know the two-time reigning MVP. So if you play anything like him with that name, <laughs> got to be on the draft. Well, this looks like the diet version of him, honestly. <laughs> Look, I'm a fat dude. No, no pokes at uh, to Jokovic here, but <laughs> he certainly looks like the uh, the diet variety uh, of Jokovic. But uh, I just don't know how this is going to make Miami better. I mean, they had good center play out of Bam. You know, I mean, this guy's a forward. You know, do we need a seven foot forward out there? You know, I, at this point, I don't question uh, Pat Riley the way he he just <laughs> runs that team, and you know he gets pieces to fit, and he develops guys through the draft, like a Tyler Hero or you know free undrafted free agents. Uh, you know, I, they always find hidden gems. So you know, maybe you know, like they put some weight on this guy, let him watch for a year or two, and then uh, you know see what he can. See, look. Talk about see what they can do. I was going back looking at what Al Horford did in the NBA Finals, and I stumbled across another name, another Florida Gator alumni that was in the NBA Finals as well. And it was uh, Chris 
Chiroza or Chioza. And uh, I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, man, I completely missed this guy. So I try to go back and, and check his stat line so I can, you know, put some <laughs> congratulatory post out there about Al Horford and, you know, Chioza for the Florida Gators, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this dude didn't play a single second. <laughs> 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 you know, and I was sitting there, you know, talking about one's got a ring and one don't. Look, Al Horford went out there and played his butt off. I didn't want to go out there and disrespect that man to talk about what ring he did not have <laughs> when Chris is sitting here with his feet up going, man, that was a good game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this dude ain't wore out. The only thing he wore out was his underwear sitting there, man. <laughs> so it was it was good to see Al Horford. I mean, it was good to see him at least go out and represent Gator nation, you know, again, to our listeners out there that tune in for the Florida Gators. It's uh, it's, it's great to see them go beyond the, uh, the courts there. You know, it's, you don't, again, see hometown names, you know, people that you, you guys grew up watching actually go out there and, and compete for the finals. But, uh, we actually had two of them. I just, one played and one didn't. (laughs) But uh, speaking of, uh, well, I guess this isn't a great segue to it. One did, one didn't. But uh, one is in with the uh, New York Nets, and one is not, or quite yet, the Brooklyn Nets here. Uh, Kyrie Irving is saying if he has not reached a deal, he is looking to play in L.A., man. Do you think a reunion with him and LeBron James is even possible uh but yeah no like i was saying you know i think he uh he's definitely interested in la and you know i think that the time is uh thing uh you know there's been some time between him and lebron and i think he's open to joining them back up and you know for brooklyn not only could they lose uh Kyrie, they could possibly lose kevin durant as well so i don't know where that franchise will be sent oh i know man it's absolutely crazy all right but uh with it man it's uh not just with the the New York Nets and and possibly going to L.A. You know this guy. There's a lot of buzz around Miami about this guy. You know, going off into these chat rooms, it seems like everybody down in Miami would love to have Kyrie down there. And it's I know there's been a whole lot of talk about the games he did or didn't play, and how there's been a decline in the amount of games he played. But last year was kind of a a unique season for every league you know you you got these guys that are opting out because they don't want to do the shots and that's pretty much what Kyrie Irving did you know is it a political stance no is it a medical stance absolutely and he didn't want to play the game so well not figuratively or no maybe figuratively but not literally (laughs) but uh, he didn't want to play the medical game which in turn made him not play the game so I'm not necessarily mad about them, you know. It's people want to take a stand against uh, social injustice, you know. Take a knee, do whatever you do, you know. You want to take a stand against uh, medical reform? No, you're not going to inject me. I guess I'll just miss these games. I'm rich enough, <laughs> you know. Some people can make those choices, but uh, I can't be mad at the guy. I mean, it, it, that's your preference, that's your choice, and I, to be honest with you, that's why I don't have media passes. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to go get a shot to, uh, to 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 play the game. So with it, it's uh, it's your choice. You do what you do, but uh, that doesn't make you a bad player, you know. And it, I don't think he fits everybody. But yeah. what's not to love here in Miami? You know, Pat Riley. Uh, this guy is a uh, LeBron James He's... wanted to play for him. Dwayne Wade played for him. Chris Bosh wanted to play for him. 
He takes the, Jimmy Butler. He's the Don, Car- Don Corleone of the you know the NBA. He's the Godfather. Everyone wants to go play for Pat Riley. Oh, I know. And everybody thought LeBron James made him. Well, no. I mean, he's he's still there. He's always in the conversation, you know. And it's uh, it, it's great for Miami fans. You know, again, I don't know what. Uh, Nola Jokovic or Jovic is going to do for you, but uh, maybe he could bring an iron curtain out there for you as well. You know, I don't think you're going to be draining too many threes over somebody that's six foot eleven. So, <laughs> well, don't don't we see this every year? Usually, it's one or two of them that want to team up and they want to make these super teams. And you know, I guess I guess L.A. is the only one that's really biting right now that will sit there and, and do the sign and trade in, in order to do it. And when they trade them, they're going to trade all of the younger guys. They're going to keep, you know, Anthony Davis and they'll keep LeBron and they'll keep a couple other people. But you basically give up your whole team just so you can have your your three, four big guys that are in there. And then, you know, that's it's it's almost the same thing every year. And it's it kind of that's. To me, it's more why I like college basketball, even though it's more of a one and done and things like that. But it's I want to go play with them, and that's all great. You want to go play with your friend and and you know do this, that, and the other. But I mean, it, it it's somebody new every year. You know, when somebody's contract's coming up. I mean, LeBron's is coming up. I know, well, and he's talking about going season. somewhere too. So I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a carousel, and there's been yeah. buzz about him coming back to Miami. You know, yeah. And it's possible. He said he wanted to play with his uh, his son. His son will be draft eligible in a few years. So, so does that mean and he's I... trying to get traded to the Magic? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think his son is that good that he's going to be oh, a, no. a not that high. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord, he might be. If he's not going that high, he might go to Colorado then. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Colorado, man, uh, right, let's. Don't... Bounce oh, over here to, uh, <laughs> yeah, Colorado, God. <laughs> you know, that, that wasn't even trying to go that way, but, Lord, now I feel bad. <laughs> you know? I was, I was about to talk about the Colorado Rockies, but, Lord, now we're back over here to the Avalanche. I mean, it's, man, you want to talk about feel bad. <laughs> Let's see. We, we had a series. I, I'm trying to find us here. I, I got a little sidetracked in my notes uh, with the Miami Marlins. Uh, they they – took on the Colorado Rockies and at least we had a Florida team that could handle the altitude that wasn't in Colorado because they were here <laughs> you know we had a, a homestay against the Colorado Rockies and you know that that started uh Tuesday after the show and uh it, it looked pretty good man it's uh I, I keep flirting with the Miami Marlins to see if this is a team I want to follow, a team that I want to root for, you know, somebody I want to buy some uh, hardware or gear for. Or, and they keep luring me in, but and then they then they don't. I, I'm, I would love to see these guys a little bit more consistent. And as I was looking across the, uh, the win-losses over the last 10 games for the teams we follow here with Tampa, Miami, and Atlanta, all three of these guys go 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> over the last game, over the last 10 games. So uh, there's some teams you would probably want to go see more in person simply because they got home records that uh, 
are a little bit better than others. Uh, you're rolling the dice with Miami, though, <laughs> if you want to go to one of their home games. I mean, they're 19 and 16 at home. I mean, Miami is a fun atmosphere. Uh, the stadium uh, or the the field there, they it looks like a fun place to be. But it's a lot more fun when you can pull out a W, and, and that's what they did this entire series, man. They they went in, took care of business at home, swept the Rockies there, and it's uh made me feel good. I mean, even one of these games, I mean, like Chris likes to say, you know, they turned it into a freaking launch pad, man. Uh, the Marlins, they, they put up nine runs. The Rockies put up eight. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it, high-scoring games like this, that you're going to have my interest. Uh, Wednesday, the Marlins, you know, again, they banged seven back in. Uh, the Rockies, they put up four points. So, I mean, it, it looked pretty good. Thursday might have put you to sleep, but uh, who doesn't need a nap every once in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, during the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, apparently he knows my love affair for fat men. <laughs> <laughs> and he messaged me. He was like, dude, you got to see this picture <laughs> on on ESPN. So I switch over to the Braves game. And look, this dude, you can't see his belt buckle. I don't even think you could see his zipper with how far over this dude's belly's hanging. But he is throwing some heat straight from the dark side of his belly button. <laughs> I mean, this dude was putting some heat on it. And just to see him wind up and just watch the, the belly just slowly <laughs> make its way back around and... How can you not have momentum? You know, I think that's why people loved Babe Ruth. There was just another big man that could just go in there with a stick and bang baseballs out the park, you know? So, it was good to see. <laughs> yeah, I, f I figured you would like that one. I knew it. I knew it was, you know, we were we were talking about, you know, the lightning and and it just just had just had went to a commercial and flipped it over there and I was looking because they went into extra innings last night and Sure enough, I saw him over there. I was like, oh, Blake's going to absolutely love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, I I got a man crush, and I'm not going to uh, be ashamed to admit it, but Yusuf seems to go and do a whole lot of fun things. I mean, he's down in Miami hanging out with Jason Taylor, and he's, he's at Tampa Bay Lightning games. I'm, I'm looking to see if he's going to, to game six, but here he is at a Tampa Bay Rays game. I'm like, man, this dude just living it up out here. And tell us a little bit about the Rays game that you went to. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good win. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh on um, Sunday yesterday. And, you know, the, they had some mascot things. So the, uh, you know, the Rays invited me. I'm a, I have a partial plan with them. So I uh, took the, took the kids and they had a the blast with the, the mascots and then cupcakes and, Dancing around, you know, Captain Fear from the Bucks game, the, the Pirates mascot. There was quite a few. Unfortunately, uh, Thunderbug wasn't there. Maybe he was getting ready for the for the night game. And but yeah, it was, it was a good time. So. See, uh, when I first met Yusuf, I think I asked him all the wrong questions. I should have led with, "Hey, are you adopting?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it out to some of these Tampa Bay games. It's uh, it's it's close. And I don't imagine baseball tickets are too expensive right now, right? I mean, it, it, it's summer. There's yeah. not a whole lot of action going on with it other than, you know, just the, the weekly grind of, what, six games? <laughs> six, seven games. So, I mean, you throw a dart at the week, man. At uh, the days of the week, you're going to find you a game somewhere. Because <laughs> yeah, so uh, weekday games, I'm sure you can find real cheap tickets. Um, the only ones that really get a little more expensive are the 
when the Yankees or Red Sox come into town. But otherwise, you know, you can get them fairly decent, and especially a weekday game. You can pick a seat. <laughs> yeah, pick a seat, even if – oh, no, I probably shouldn't say that on air. Never mind. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. Look, and no, again, baseball is what baseball is, and I, I don't want to knock it too much. But that's the type of sporting event I feel I can take my two-year-old to and allow him to still run around and act a fool <laughs> and not have to worry about him being in a confined space because we can't move. <laughs> so I think there's going to be plenty of room for him to, to stretch his legs. So we'll, we plan on making it down there. Do they shoot off fireworks after the game, or is that only after wins? No, no, it's just uh, indoor. They don't do that too much. Oh, unless okay, yeah, that's right. See, again, I've never been down there, so it's a, <laughs> something I didn't know. Uh, so I just used to the Nashville sound. So Chris knows that's the uh, only baseball show in town. <laughs> they're in, uh, <laughs> they're in uh, Nashville, and uh, they're a feeder team to the Milwaukee <sighs> Brewers, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, they always shot off fireworks, and it was always every a, Friday. Uh, every Friday, and look. When they didn't they rebuild the stadium and the new residents were complaining about the uh, the fireworks and stuff. It's like, I mean, y'all voted for it to come in. <laughs> Have you never yeah, been to you a knew what was going to happen? Yeah, yeah. They actually put it close to downtown. It's in Germantown, which I mean, it's you can throw a baseball from a Miss Auditorium and and hit it from down there. But yeah, I mean, everybody, all the all the. Uh, Younger kids who want to have the high-priced lofts and condos downtown were complaining because uh, it was uh, it was too loud. Well, uh, and yeah, it happens. I mean, <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> Look, th- this kind of shows you how small this world is. You know, we got we're talking about the Nashville Sounds. You know, and I'm I'm out here in Fort Meade, Florida, and the Nashville Sounds being a feeder team to the Milwaukee Brewers, we actually got a connection from here to the sounds all the way up to Milwaukee. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon. He was Mm -hmm. born in uh, October 10th, 1986 here in Fort Meade, Florida. So those of you that didn't know, he was drafted in 2005. He went to the, uh, Lord, it's not telling me where he was drafted to. Oh, drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So a feeder team down, not a feeder team, but they come down and do their spring training down here in Bradenton. So it's a, I would imagine there was a lot of scouts out in this area, and he certainly piqued a few uh, few people's interest. But uh, it, I thought it was a pretty cool connection. My wife actually turned me on to this on a uh, Fort Meade post that was circulating. I was like, oh, I didn't even know we had a guy that made it out there. So pretty cool connection. I'd love to reach out to this guy, get him on, and see what his experience has been there in the in the MLB. So, uh, But we'll, we'll follow up on that. We'll see what we can do. But uh, speaking of following up, this clock continues to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to, uh, again, give a shout out to our sponsor uh, and our listeners. I mean, you guys are the reason why we do this show. Uh, I'm here to entertain and the Great American Florida Promotions. These guys are willing to put the show on for us and uh, and, and bring the uh, entertainment here to you guys. So uh, Yusuf, Chris, as always, it's a blast to have you guys on. Uh I plan on next week blowing a few things up, being that it's the 4th of July. Uh, you guys won't be able to catch us here. Uh, we're actually going to take the uh, Monday off, uh, celebrate a little bit of red, white, and boom, and uh, might be a few boos in the, the process. So uh, make sure you guys 
party responsibly. Things blow up. We don't want to look like JPP down here. And uh, <laughs> if you're going to drink, make sure you have a uh, a sober driver. You know, there's no reason to put anybody's <laughs> life at risk. So, uh, again, if you're going to go out and have fun for the 4th of July, make sure you guys, again, party responsibly. But uh, here from the weekend recap, uh, 102.1 The Outlaw. want to wish you a happy soon-to-be 4th of July, simply because we won't be on the air to do so. But uh, make sure to, again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, The Weekend Recap, and stay up to date on what's going on. We might miss you next week, but we're going to have all kinds of content on the social media pages. But uh, until then, this is Blake, Chris, and Yusuf signing off, man. Uh, Make sure you outlaw stay classy out there. Have a happy fourth.